Today's reading is Psalm 19. The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out throughout the world, and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and nothing is hid from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and the righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and dripping of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them there is a great reward. By who can detect their errors? Clear me from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Do not let them have domain over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Hear the word of the Lord. I wonder if you've ever tried to have a conversation with someone that's really distracted. Uh, If you've ever tried to talk with someone that seems to be so preoccupied doing something else that they can't give you the attention that you feel like you deserve. Uh, I took Hamish to get a haircut uh, during the week and the barber, he was on the phone when we arrived, Uh, he acknowledged our presence, he didn't stop talking on the phone (laughs) and he kept talking on the phone with maybe one question in the middle to just see what we wanted for Hamish's hair. And I felt like he was just a little bit too distracted from what he should have been focusing on. And, you know, I I did get the trimmer out when he got home and give him a little bit of a touch-up in a few spots that I think he, the the guy at the barbershop missed. Now, now he had one purpose, and that was to cut hair well. And I think part of the purpose was to make us feel good whilst he was cutting hair. I don't know what you expect as you go to a barber or a hairdresser, but it's, it's a whole package experience. It's not just uh, them cutting your hair. It's just not tra- a transaction. Uh, when we find someone that we're trying to have a chat with and they're really distracted by all that's going on and their, their eyes are going everywhere else, we, we wonder what's more important than us and what we're talking about in that moment. I wonder sometimes whether God looks at us in the same way. Hang on, Uh, God says to us, this time's about me. Why are you so distracted by 
everything else? Why is everything else in life so preoccupying you that you don't have time for me? See, see, we're human beings. Uh, we're meant to be. We're not human doings. We're, we're, we're made to be. We're made to be in relationship with God. We're made to be in relationship with each other. So we're made to be present with both God and people. Now, being present is sometimes a, a challenge. It's sometimes difficult because life today is so distracting. There, there's so many things that we grab our focus and attention, that grab our hearts, that stress us out, that we just need to solve. And actually, what God wants for us is just to, to be See, being a Christian is, is about being and becoming all that God has called us to be rather than just doing what we think God wants us to do. So being with God is what changes us. It's as we look on the face of Jesus that we're transformed day to day. Looking on Jesus changes us, being with him, uh, a nun named Avia says uh, the, the, the prayer of being is the prayer of quiet. It's an intimate sharing uh, between friends. We're, we're talking about prayer and we have been for a few weeks as, as a church. Uh, prayer is about a loving attentiveness to God, Richard Foster says, where talk can often recede to the background and, and feeling can come forward. I wonder whether that's the experience of prayer for you. Uh, God calls us into this place of not just doing, not just checking off a list of things we know we should pray for, uh, not just doing what we think he wants us to do, but actually being with him. In, in the Old Testament, uh, there was the, the high priest, uh, and the, the, each year from among the priests, uh, one priest was picked to go into the presence of God. One priest out of all the priests. And it was drawn at random. And then one time in the year, this priest would go into the most holy place to just be in the presence of God. One person, one time a year, picked at random, maybe once in their life. Not everyone had the privilege. <laughs> None of us would have probably been considered in the right family line to be worthy of the presence of God. Now what we have in Jesus is we are invited into that most holy of holy place, that one time a year, one person a year kind of place. The, the dividing wall, the curtain was torn and suddenly the presence of God, uh, it was an invitation for all who believe. And, and so we have that privilege to come into the presence of God and just be. I, I wonder whether you make the most of that. I, I know when I look at the busyness of life that I often don't make the most of being with God. That incredible privilege that millions upon millions of people wanted and chased after is ours freely given through the grace of God. And yet, do we use it? Do we seek to be in God's presence? Uh, we're, we're talking more this morning as we talk about prayer of the, the more contemplative nature of prayer, not just uh, 
interceding for someone, not uh, giving our supplications, but learning to sit in God's presence. Uh, more contemplative prayer is characterized by, by a few things. Uh, enjoying God's presence, uh, that is knowing that there is a God who loves us and that as we are present with him and he is present with us, that we can know that love, discover that love in, in that time of prayer. Uh, contemplative prayer is often quiet or word, wordless, a more a silent meditation, a, a thoughtfulness and reflection. Uh, maybe you, you're not saying much as you wait on God. Uh, contemplative prayer is more about e experience uh, rather than the working out of, of logic. Uh, if you think of astronomy, it's something that's really logical and uh, study of patterns, uh, whereas contemplative prayer is more like gazing at the stars. Think of those times where you go and you look at the great expanse of the sky and, and you look in wonder and awe. Uh, that's a time of stargazing rather than astronomy as you're trying to study the, the patterns and understand them. It's quite uh, tricky sometimes learning to uh, be in a world that does so much. It's very tricky stopping our, our minds from thinking of all the things that we need to do. Uh, in contrast to maybe uh, New Age meditation or uh, Buddhism or things like that where you come and you seek to be meditative. Uh, Christian prayer is, is not about emptying oneself. It's about filling and focusing, uh, looking to a God who wants to fill us and strengthen us in faith. Uh, think of the words of Psalm, the psalmist in Psalm 46, Be still and know that I am God. It's in the words, uh, stop your fighting, stop resisting, stop your busyness, be still. Know that God is God. In our world, uh, we're anxious about lots of things. We're preoccupied with lots of things. And the, the solution to the lots of things, the anxiety, the, the frustrations, the busyness, is, is not getting everything done. Because I don't know about you, once I've got everything done, there's a new list, a new project, there's new things it's actually learning in the middle of the busyness of life to, to step back and go, actually, there is one who is able to change not only my circumstances, but me in the middle. When I have really anxious thoughts, uh, it's not about my anxieties being resolved. It's about being with someone who is able to change my response to my circumstances. And so this place of contemplative prayer is a place of being with God in order that he may change us and that we may be changed by his presence. So I want, what I want you to think about is three key phrases uh, or three key phases. Uh, the first one is more about me and God. I'm, I'm putting effort in. Uh, I'm seeking to fix or focus my thoughts. I'm directing my thoughts towards God, so me and God. The second phase is more about God and me. Uh, the, the center of the gravity is sort of shifting. So, so rather than me directing uh, the order of things, it's, it's about actually inviting God to direct my, my thoughts and my heart and my mind. 
Uh, and then the third phase uh, is, as Wesley put it, uh, about being lost in wonder, love, and praise. That is, immersed in God. No, no longer worrying if it's you focusing on God or if you're trying to listen to God, but more just being in communion with God. So three phases, me directing myself towards God, God uh, directing himself towards me and me seeking to, to seek that, and then no longer worried about whether it's him or you. Or it's actually just about enjoying God's presence, communion with him. What I often worry about with, with preaching is that people go away and don't use what is shared, maybe think it's helpful, but it never really changes the way we engage. I, I think uh, we can often forget what is heard, but remember how what was heard made us feel. Uh, the next step is if we have an experience of God that changes the way that we perceive. Uh, what I'd like to invite us to do now is grab your Bible. Uh, we heard Psalm 19 uh, read out, uh, so there, there should be red Bibles around, or there's also the prayer book, uh, which is green, and you can find Psalm 19 once someone finds it. Uh, in the red Bible, Psalm 19 is on page 433. So everyone find a Bible and open it up to page 433. Uh, if you're in a green prayer book, who's the fastest finger? What page? Page 239. Uh, so if you're red prayer book it's on page 433 if you're joining us online it's in your bible uh, <laughs> if you're in the green prayer book it's in page 239 uh, psalm 19 uh, is someone contemplating uh, allowing their thoughts to be directed towards the glory of god and uh, learning to understand and and enjoy his presence meditating one's thoughts. Uh, what we're going to do now is I'm going to give you a time of doing the God and me. And then we're going to have a time of me and God and seek uh, that communion with God. Uh, in, in the me and God, it's about directing your thoughts towards him. Uh, so uh, how do you do that with, with a psalm like uh, Psalm 19? I like to do it with this place of thankfulness. Uh, you don't need a psalm, but when, when you have a psalm like this, you can say, uh, God, thank you that the heavens speak of your glory. Thank you for your creation, uh, which declares who you are. Uh, you can move down to verse 7. Thank you, Lord God, that, that your law that is perfect, that revives the soul. Thank you, Lord, that your decrees are sure. Uh, so turn your, your prayers into prayers of thanks. Uh, you, may, you may like to just go with a simple prayer, like, thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, God, for loving me. Uh, all, all these are ways in which we can direct us towards God, direct our focus towards God. And so I'm going to pray and then we're going to have a time where we, we sit in, in relative silence and allow Psalm 19 to direct our, our focus and our thoughts towards God. If other things are grabbing your focus, let, let me encourage you to 
set them aside. Uh, it takes work to focus thoughts. Uh, so let me pray and then let's have a time of uh, directing ourselves towards God. Uh, thank you, God, that, that you are always with us. Uh, thank you, God, that you love for us to seek you. Uh, thank you that as we seek you w with our hearts, Lord, uh, that we will find you. Uh, we, we pray, Lord, uh, that you would open the uh, eyes of our hearts, Lord, to understand and, and see and have new focus as we direct our hearts towards you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you want to start using Psalm 19, just direct your heart uh, towards God and might God, you are perfect. Uh, God, you are sure. God, you are right. God, you are pure. Uh, God, you are true. Direct your thoughts towards God. I don't feel like you need to come up with new thoughts. You, you might just want to fix on, on the one thought. God, thank you that you're perfect in every way. God, thank you for your perfection. God, thank you that you have a love that changes us. Thank, thank you that as we look to you, we're looking to the one who is uh, perfect in every way and receives us. I thank you that we are received not because of what we can do, but because of who we are in Jesus. Uh, now you might like to begin to redirect your thoughts from, from rather than it being uh, me focusing on God uh, and wanting to direct towards him. It's, it's now you wanting to, like uh, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, instead of doing all the things as Martha would, busying herself around, but it's like Mary who, who chose what was most valuable, just to sit at Jesus' feet. And so you might like that that picture of uh, Jesus before you as, you as you sit at his feet and say, God, what are your thoughts? Set aside your own thoughts and say, God, what are your thoughts? Where, where do you want to direct this time? Jesus is the image of our invisible God. What, what, what are his thoughts towards you? God, thank you for the grace to be in your presence. I thank you that you love and that you treasure us. I thank you, Lord, that you, you treasure time with us. Thank you that you have time for us. I thank you that the time with you is designed to bring us pleasure. Uh, help us, Lord, to seek after that, to seek uh, deep communion with you.